0: Podcast Greater Than Yourself Season 3. Do you have an idea for an episode or question for John and Fred? Email us at podcastgreaterthanyourself than yourself at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram at podcast underscore greater underscore
1: than underscore yourself or Dr. Underscore Silkworth.
2: Okay, welcome back to Podcast Greater Than Yourself. My name is John Barleycorn and I am Fred. And uh oh. oh sorry. Sorry.
0: Wow. <laughs> sorry. I'm you know what I need to set this aside. I need to set aside everything I can you know back about the podcasts. Fuck up. Okay, I'm in my lane. <laughs> so did we did we say introduce yourself? I don't think we said that. No, you didn't. No, you you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to reach out to five uh, th- alcoholics. I'm yeah, sorry.
2: I think you need to set aside your expectations of how you run your show.
0: It's sober and manageability. It's sober insanity.
2: Thank you. I'm sorry. You know, actually, you know what? Do you, do you have a sponsor right now? I'm sorry. I, I, I have to call him right now. Do yeah, you? I do. No, but serious question. Do you have a sponsor? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause I was like, who's holding you accountable if not? Yeah. I thought yeah, maybe I you didn't a, have, I have a sponsor. Have, I was like, "What?" No, I have like fuck? five.
0: I have like okay, five. Great. I need to look. A lot of people to call me out on the bullshit. You need to call mm, your
2: podcasting sponsor. Oh shit! You went mute. What happened?
0: Or oh, you're muted. <laughs> I'm gonna call my. I was just on the phone with my sponsor. He told me <laughs> that was a crazy meta
2: joke. I was like, "Is he fucking with us?" <laughs> All right. So, yeah, after all that craziness, today we are discussing setting aside the set-aside prayer with our esteemed guest, with our, let me refer, let me, not gust, with our esteemed guest, Clay F. of the Sarcastic Big Book and Recovery Radio KMP3 podcast. Welcome, Clay. Thank you. Or I should say welcome back.
0: Thank you. The episodes not that I'm we... not a gust, and I'm I'm not a steam. And I keep interrupting you. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna come back later.
2: <laughs> the uh, the episodes we've had you on previously have uh, people have really enjoyed them. So we're uh, very glad to have you back on to alienate all of those people by shitting on a prayer <laughs> that they probably all really love. Yeah. Not not, not at all the intention, but, um, yeah, so with this season that we're doing right now, um, a lot of what we're aiming for is, you know, we've spent a lot of time kind of goofing on, like, Meeting Maker 90 and 90 kind of culture part of AA, and um, we really wanted to get more into the stuff that we hear that's kind of passed down, usually through sponsorship and fellowship stuff. To people who are simultaneously big book people, um, and I think we were talking before we hit record that even like really really famous big book people, you know, circuit speakers, uh, you know, yuck. they talk they talk about uh, this prayer. Famous all the
1: time. AA people. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can just, you imagine? Just yuck.
2: It's, yeah, it's a uh, it's a high bar. so uh yeah to kick us off if you want to i i kind of have ulterior motives here because i i got something to follow this up with but if you want to read us the set aside what is it called
0: it's called the set aside the set aside prayer (laughs) amazing no it's called the set aside the set aside prayer prayer (laughs) all right i'll read it do it God, please help me set aside the set aside prayer. Please help me see that it is actually possible to learn and then know things about the twelve steps, the Big Book, myself, and so on. It's actually totally possible. <laughs> I, lo- I, lo- I love the ending.
2: It's uh, it's weird. Like if you if you if you weren't familiar with how the set aside prayer is framed. And somebody just read that i think you would just be like well yeah it's yeah of course it's totally possible to know things <laughs> to learn Can i
0: and then <laughs> things. may i say something about the set aside the set aside prayer, prayer? absolutely it's a it's your work so a it's a joke 100 percent. you know i mean a first and foremost it's it's it was a meme that people hated <laughs> And it was just a joke, you know, and the point of the set aside, the set aside prayer prayer is really simple. It's not, I'm not saying they close your mind, mm-hmm. pretend you know everything you're done learning. Um, be arrogant, right? shut yourself off from a new experience because that's all stupid. Mm hmm. It's not what it's saying. What it's saying is this: If I were a doctor and you were having surgery, and I walked into the operating room and I kneeled down in the corner and I said, "Please help me set aside everything I think I know (laughs) about surgery," um, uh, you know, the medical field, um, you know what I mean? You'd be like, uh, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Are you going to cut me open? I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm just, I don't know anything.
2: And then you'd have to be like, okay, and God help me set aside this pedantic conversation I just had with this meat on the slab (laughs) that I'm about to dissect.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let me set aside that too, because now I'm thrown. I have unrealistic (laughs) expectations. No, it's like, there's things that you can you should know. Yeah. And about God. I think that the
2: reason why it's so weird to me that people people literally took offense to that meme. I think the Probably reason that. the reason that's so funny to me is because it's like <laughs> how do I even phrase this? You are angry at someone proposing a different idea to you about a prayer to stay open-minded to new ideas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah, that's funny. How do you
2: think about that? How is this? How how is this real? So, what was so funny is that I guess when was that? I I took screenshots. So this was last September. You posted that meme, and I reposted it on Doctor Silkworth, and with <laughs> I, I I love this, and am so confused by this. So posted your meme um also people hated it it got like 37 likes you know yeah,
0: they they hated it
2: yeah so uh and i i used the caption our homie sarcastic aa big book nails it yet again yeah and then uh here's here's a comment this is my favorite comment from it nah he missed it <laughs> he who knows nothing knows
1: everything <clears throat> what yeah yeah Yeah. that to me that uh yeah so okay i just i know that we're joking around i want to say like that to me this actually gets to like a really interesting kind of issue that's happening in in my opinion like in AA right now which is that um that i see all the time which is as people like come into aa and they see the steps on the wall uh they get to 11 and it says two words that they They know, like they know what they mean. It says pray and meditate and they know what that means. But the prayer and meditation that they think about, which is what your boy in his comment is talking about, right? It's like, oh, it's the clearing of the mind, man. Like it's the, it's the freeing of the mind. Um, And the prayer as in like, is this like this core belief that I have that prayer is me With my hands clasped together, kneeling in front of my bed at night, Mm -hmm. talking to God or saying, asking something of God to me or something. And I don't think that that's the intention of Alcoholics Anonymous at all. Like, I don't think at any point in AA is that the intention of what they're talking about with prayer meditation. But because we get in here and we just assume something on the wall and then a bunch of people assume that some guy says it so it's right. And then we come up with some ridiculous prayer that I googled. They they credit it out of the big book. Just I read two articles that credit it off of page 47 and 48. I read those this morning, and I can't oh. seem to find the set aside prayer in the Big Book <laughs> of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. That's uh, that's weird. I've never heard that,
2: that. I've never heard it miscredited that way. That's really strange. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it um, comes out of the Big Book.
2: What th- what I instantly think of in the Big Book every time. Every time, not every time I hear the set aside prayer, because it's like, I, I, I don't like, I don't want to come across or give the impression that like, I hear that prayer and I'm like, blah, you know, like I, I just, it's not, you know, um, but it's a similar thing to the the guys who want to kind of like tamp down people's enthusiasm by talking about emotional sobriety. And then you ask what they mean by emotional sobriety. And then to me. To my experience, what they describe is the effect produced by the 12 steps. And I'm just like, okay, so you mean the effects that you get when you do the steps continually every day in your life? It sounds like that's what you're describing. Um, So it's kind of just like a reflexive thing in my brain when somebody kind of harps on how useful the set-aside prayer is. I instantly think about that line on page 19...
1: Let me, let me read it so I get it exactly right. Uh, Clay, you, you catching this? This guy doesn't even know the every word of page 19. <laughs> he, he doesn't have it memorized. That's ridiculous. Which is everything.
2: God, help me set aside these assholes I'm talking to right now. Um, so, yeah, we have concluded to publish an anonymous volume setting forth the problem as we see it. We shall bring to the task our combined experience and knowledge. This should suggest a useful program for anyone concerned with a drinking problem. So, like, um, experience and knowledge, right? Yeah. Here's what happened to me, and, and here's what I have to explain to you. So, like, yeah. last night, I'm in a treatment center meeting. Um, it was me and a couple guests we've had, uh, Marty and Hank. Um we're we're there, and the kind of the whole room kind of keeps going back to like, okay, but yeah, but what do you do? You know, stuff that Fred was talking about. Oh well, what does this mean? What does that mean? Stuff that's like way down in the steps. And to my thinking, it's like if, in my experience working with people, if if you're not even on step one, like you know, I'm I'm not one of these people who's like, well, you did step one by showing up. You know, so I. I think there's, there's like, well, like 53 pages, the book kind of focused around that step. It's, you probably didn't do it just by showing up, you know, there's a lot of stuff to look at. So, you know, if you're, if you're even really talking to me about step two and three, it's like, well, it's kind of a moot point if you haven't done step one, you know, it certainly was for me. And even if you're somebody who's like, oh, well, I don't have a problem with spirituality, you know, but. It's, it would be like going to, like, taking my car to the shop and just being like, I don't, this you know, it's fucked up, my car's fucked up, I'll, like, I'll be back in five days, and then they just start, they get out, like, a bandsaw and some wrenches and just start fucking doing stuff to my car, you know, it's like, they're not gonna do that, they hook it up to a computer, they get the codes out, they figure out what's wrong, you know, um, they diagnose the problem. So it is the same same thing. It's like if, if I don't have any knowledge to convey or to to present to to someone on how to diagnose themselves, then what am I doing with the new person with step one, right? Right. It seems like yes. nothing.
0: Well it says on page eighteen, tell somebody another alcoholic who's properly armed with mm-hmm. facts about himself. Sense. Absolutely. Um, until a person such as that earns the trust of someone else, little or nothing will ever be accomplished.
2: Yeah, it's that thing in uh, Vision for You where it talks about how Doctor Bob knew that there was some problem, but he saw no way out. But he didn't didn't understand what it meant to be an alcoholic until yes. somebody. Armed with the facts about himself, presented that information to him. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's like I don't. I just don't come to this hopelessness, um, and then magically, be, am, am like awakened to the actions to get to the solution. I come to the hopelessness like by actually hearing the information presented. You know, because it was like I always always knew I was fucked, and that my life kind of sucked. And that I was out of control, but I didn't understand why. I didn't have the information. Yes.
0: Yeah, I, I um, in defense of the set-aside prayer, I have to start by saying I get the point of it. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the point of it is uh, be open, be present. Mm-hmm. Don't limit God, your experience, in any way. Mm-hmm. Take away the constraints mentally that you have against all of it. I get it. It's, and that's actually vital. Right. In my experience, it's really, really important. That being said, also, it's also true that there is an enormous amount of confusion in the fellowship about what's wrong with us and what's not wrong with us. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the big book's really clear Um, if your thinking is fucked up in ways unrelated to alcohol, that's not alcoholism. Right. The book's really clear on that mm-hmm. and if your thinking is divorced of self unless you have you know uh, a severe you know mental condition of some kind right or whatever but if you're thinking is divorced of selfishness you can trust it right you can absolutely trust it and so much you'll come to rely on it and the original manuscript even said you know once you're not thinking selfishly use common sense there's nothing hard or mysterious about this right and, but the, the thing in the earlier chapter, if I may say, that there's so much confusion around, taken out of context so often, is the thing about self-knowledge. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you read all that, they're talking very specifically about self-knowledge failing us when it comes to the first drink, exactly. when it comes to our alcoholism. But they're not saying—but I'm surrounded often by people who are saying— Self knowledge is, you know what I mean. Like your brain just doesn't work. Self knowledge right, concerning right. everything fails you, yeah, right. and so there's lots of confusion about it. But um, the message of the set aside the set aside prayer prayer <laughs> is, which is very famous. I mean, thirty seven, you know, thirty seven people can't be wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. My thirty
2: seven saltiest to... followers,
0: <laughs> just thirty seven. <laughs> Uh, um but you know the message is that um it's actually possible to know to be properly armed with facts about alcoholism and right to to know that God is always accessible and and limitless and um, there reachable um it's possible to know that getting out of self is always going to be the answer. It'll be the answer today. It'll be the answer in 20 years. It's possible to know that. Right. Right. And, um, and also again, lastly, again, for the hundredth time,
1: it was just a joke. Well, and I love that you said that, you know, that there's value, you know, there's, va- I know you enjoy Emmett Fox. I enjoy Emmett Fox. I, I, yeah. You know, I love, I love listening to Richard Rohr and, uh, and, and a few other, these people are all fantastic and I love them and they, they enhance things, you know, and I love, uh, John says this, uh, he's said this a few times, like, um, he'll say something like, uh, he has no problem, uh, with the 12 and 12, as long as we understand that it has about as much to do with Alcoholics Anonymous as Catcher in the Rye. Right. It's like. There's nothing. There's nothing inherently bad right. about the set aside prayer, mm-hmm. unless we say now this is the path to recovery. Somehow, just by simply saying these words or whatever, that you've now tapped into something. It's mm-hmm. like uh, we are all recovered. We seek spiritual growth, and so. But I would never say to a sponsee on the third day, bro, what you're gonna d- put aside the steps for a little bit here, okay? Let's go ahead and let's here's a here's a speaker tape from Richard Rohr. Here's a, here. go read Emmett Fox now. Like mm-hmm. that's not the solution to alcoholism. The mm-hmm. solution to alcoholism is action through the 12 steps. Then now, so the analogy I've been using with sponsees lately is this idea that like, if I have a town and it's separated, you know, one side of town has water and the other side t- town doesn't, there's a pipe that's connecting the two sides of town, but there's a blockage in the middle of the pipe. Does it matter how much water I push through the, the side that has the water? No, it's never going to get there. You right. know? But we have so so we have first we have to get the pipe unblocked right now. Once I get the pipe unblocked, some water will flow through, right? So good, that's good. Let's get more unblocked. Yeah. Good. Now, could I send a bunch of water? Yes. Okay. Now, could I send some? blue water some fucking green water like yeah now i can expand what i'm sending through but initially the process has nothing to do with the actual water it's simply a process of getting the pipe unblocked
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: right and so the set aside prayer in my opinion doesn't do that right and so it's not useful to a newcomer you know and and i love what you said like the the problem is being confused in the rooms and because of that or maybe I don't know if this is like a chicken or the egg thing, but like maybe the solution is, is also being confused and it's, you know, is it because people don't understand the problem or did the solution get mixed up? And now the problem is confused. I doesn't, I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, but you know, that's, that's where we are, you know? And, and that's the, that's the point. Like there's a ton of great, if you're a recovered alcoholic and you're listening to this, you're like, well, I get a lot out of that. I'm sure. Yeah. But if you're giving this to somebody with fucking four days, right. It's worthless.
0: I think a lot of times people give it to people who have already been through, you know, as obviously, they've been through it before, or mm-hmm. been in AA before, right, and they write right. at the top of their new book, they say, you know, all that. I get it. I really do get it. I see its value. Mm-hmm. I see the intent of it. I see the spirit of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is valuable.
2: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> for me, I was a person who was coming back to AA. I, um, I always liked to... <laughs> Like, I still have my book that I had when I was, like, 19 and 20 in AA. um, Like, 48 years ago. Um, And uh, (laughs) it's, like, literally color-coded. Like, on the spine of the edges of the pages, they're all, like, each chapter has its color and, like, you know, there's just stickers all over it and stuff. I mean, it is, like... When I look at it, it cracks me up. It's like if you were like a 14-year-old girl reading Tiger Beat magazine and like, you know, (laughs) drawing like Corey Feldman on your notebook, you know, his name in a heart or whatever. It looks like that, but it's an AA book and it's like, how did anyone tolerate me at AA meetings? Like these (laughs) these old guys who like are like lifelong drunks watching (laughs) watching this idiot (laughs) walk into their meetings, (laughs) talk about touchy-feely shit, you know? Um, But... The reason I bring it up is because my sponsor this time around, when I met him, he was like, you know, we talked, got a brief kind of feel of like my history in AA. And he was just like, uh, my first question for you, you know, after we talk for a minute about Step 1 stuff, my first question is really like, you know, if we're going to do this, like, are you able to just totally set aside whatever you have done with the steps previously and have a new experience. Are you willing to just forget that stuff? And then we'll just start from scratch on here. Um, And I think that that attitude is invaluable for anyone in AA. And I think where the value of the set aside prayer mentality. So for me, I think there's a, there's a, there's a world of difference between the goal of something like the set aside prayer and like that mentality and how it's actually implemented because oftentimes it'll be a really windy speaker. will start with the set aside prayer and then do this like speech for an hour that sounds like it's wrote and memorized and like, there's a lot of book quotes in it and stuff. And I'm kind of like, just like all of this sounds like, You've already said this before It kind of doesn't seem like you said anything aside Um, Doing it before a workshop I think that's a That's a pretty pretty good use of that You know Mm -hmm. But again, even in that workshop We're going to be talking about this book That, you know, the book people know the book However, I think that the intent Behind the thing Of having an open heart To a new experience Is absolutely indispensable And I think that it, you know, we read how it works in a lot of meetings and stuff, and it talks about old ideas, right? Hanging on to our old ideas and not getting any result until we let go of those old ideas, right? So why does that apply, you know, to a new person? You know, I see I meet a new guy and, and I'm gonna be like, You gotta let go of those old ideas, you know? Why does it apply to him but it doesn't apply to like Johnny? 25 year guy with Mm -hmm. emotional sobriety and stuff who spends most of his time talking in AA meetings about stuff that his sponsor told him that doesn't really have anything to do with the book. You know, why does he not need to let go of his old ideas
0: too? I think is what comes to my mind. Really? Yeah. I just don't know if the prayer works because I mean, it's, it's funny that the people who hate it are the people who love that prayer. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. They're saying you should be open-minded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on? <laughs> you need to be more open-minded. I hate that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Strange. Uh I actually, I would love to. Let me let me read you the rest of the guy's comment, right? Because <laughs> this is actually good. So he said, so I said that you knocked it out of the park, and he said, nah, he missed it. He knows nothing or he who knows nothing knows everything, which is like, okay, so you know everything, but then, but then you're saying, you know, everything cause you know, nothing but what, um, more of that confusing, like pseudo spiritual stuff. What I said to the guy was the joke. Hello. Those are a thing, uh, says nothing about knowing everything. It literally says it is possible to know things. How you could argue with that is baffling. Because it is. And uh, his response was, and yet one more recovery meme page that is being unfollowed. Y'all are a bunch of bitter fucks that will never see the fourth dimension. I'm tired of each and every one of you. <laughs> so, the, that's what the fourth dimension looks like. I mean, I don't know if you guys have <laughs> have, have experienced the fourth dimension. It looks like Angrily trolling a joke meme page, um, that right before that posted a circle triangle that said gym vape meetings, um, and calling them bitter old fucks (laughs) because, uh, they made a joke about a prayer about being (laughs) open-minded. People are hurting. It's true. Yeah. I mean, that's, those aren't all the comments the guy made, but I'm stuck. <laughs> <here. laughs> <laughs> the, point, the point is that uh, one of the things that I said to these people last night at this treatment center meeting, because you guys know how it goes. You go, you take a meeting into a uh, facility, you and a couple buddies, you talk, you're kind of doing your best pitch. You're just like, you know, you pray, you feel it, just trying to be a good representation of like what is on offer in AA, right? Yeah. And you really feel like, <laughs> I'm sure this has happened a billion times. You, you really feel like a few people are vibing and they're just like really getting into it. And then one of those people who seem like they're really vibing says something like, well, so how do you uh, deal with triggers and avoid temptation you know like they just say something was like totally like you didn't hear anything I said you know so then you have to get like really really specific and be like look here is my experience right and I don't know these quotes out of the book because I like sit there studiously dissecting the book I know them because I'm like always in this work with someone and the book speaks to my experience and it's an experiential thing that's why I love the terms experience and knowledge It's such a good phrase because it's exactly what this book has brought me, you know, like when I was a kid and I read it, I'm like, oh, that's describing me. Then I did all the steps and I had the experience. And now the 10 step promises describe me, describe my life. And I can convey that information to someone because it has depth and weight. It's a real thing for
0: me. I, I realized something right now as you're talking, John. Well, the reason I'm so thrown off this morning, aside from the fact I've had, way too much coffee already in anticipation for this. I was so excited. Um I put a little meth in my coffee. Oh, cool. And it's that I can't see either of your faces. And it's it's you guys both have microphones that are so big it's pornographic. <laughs> and it's just covering both of your faces. So all I see are your eyes like I'm being held up. I feel like I'm being robbed by two handsome men. Yeah, and um, <laughs> with pornographic
2: microphones apparently.
0: And so I'm, mm-hmm. so but what you're saying, is, I mean, yeah, people aren't really listening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I think that there's, you know, the there's, you know you're in a detox center. It's like, how how much are you expecting people to absorb, right? But there's, mm-hmm. I, I I can't tell you how many times I've been in a meeting like that where like you're really locking eyes with someone and they're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, and they're like
0: really yeah. sinking in, and then they're like. So you don't drink at all or you know something just Yeah 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 you're you're describing you're describing 80% of every day of my life (laughs) you really are it's like I will I want to do algebra and and then it'll occur to me that the person I'm talking to is like they're thinking Wait, what is math? Mm -hmm. Yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. My favorite is when they is when you do that, you have the experience with them, like you talked about and then they go so, um, yeah, no, that sounds great. I'm thinking about joining a union right. and I was just wondering if anybody could right. like, do you think a union job is better than a non-union job? And it's just like, oh, okay. Like we've clearly, <laughs> we're right. not, we're not having the same <laughs> experience, but then I put myself back in that same place. So I went through long-term treatment and every week dudes from the outside came in and though that was my least favorite night of the week. Yeah. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I hated those dudes. I hated that meeting. I didn't hear anything they said. And I was the guy who sat in the circle, and I would probably, like, hard eye roll, just, you know, heavy breathing, just, oh, my God, this fucking idiot. Like, you know, get out of here with this shit. Fucking AA, so lame, you know? We, so, perfect set-aside
2: prayer paradigm situation, I think, last night. We had one dude who it's like all three of us who went in there and we were talking afterwards. All three of us were like, okay, so that dude's an alcoholic. Like that dude's the real deal from what he described, from what he said. It was just like he he might as well have been exactly describing exactly what Silkworth talks about and like page 44 qualifier stuff. It was just like, here's exactly a textbook AA definition of alcoholism coupled with all of this AA knowledge right where he's like you know so we kind of do it like as a panel and then let let them talk and stuff ask questions like okay does anybody have questions and he's like you know yeah i'm randy and i'm an alcoholic and not his name um and uh do you want to my king of the hill voices always the best i love those i'm randy and i'm an alcoholic um (laughs) And so, you know, and it's, and he starts doing a share, like a meeting, like an open discussion share, you know? And the share consists of kind of some, some taggy one liner things. And then this description of, I first came to AA and took it seriously in 2017 and worked, this, was working the steps, working a program meetings 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 and then up until about a month ago and you know he's 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 in dts as he's talking and um you know visibly and and then it was like you know he, he finished and we were all just like okay and then someone had a question and then it got redirected and the questions kept coming back to me realizing that every time one of the three of us would answer a question he would he would be you, you know what you were describing. He's like the dude in the room who's visibly detoxing from alcohol and who has described both of the alcoholism specific symptoms and is demonstrating a desire to be in the fellowship at least, and um, is totally uninterested in hearing what we have to say because we're not talking about meetings. And eventually he got up and he left Mm -hmm. when I was answering a woman's question and describing how I, I don't have a desire to drink today and I don't, I don't fight staying sober. I don't fight to stay sober.
0: Yeah. I mean, when I was talking about the algebra thing and that what is math thing, I'm not, it's not a judgment call. I'm, I'm, I talk to a lot of newcomers and they're just not there. Right. Mm -hmm. They're just not. I mean, like like uh fred was saying like when i was new it was just people were saying brilliant stuff to me uh deep stuff uh, taking me you know deep into the complexities of you know this and that and i was just sitting there thinking you know um what is what is coffee <laughs> you know what is styrofoam why are we drinking this out of styrofoam mm-hmm they're life. And another thing about step three that you have to pay attention to, I was just thinking, step three comes after step two, right? But mm. that's where I was at, you know? Yeah. Circular Changes Rehabilitation Center
2: Alumni Testimonials A uh, hello, my my name is Randy, and I am an alcoholic, and, uh... Oh, Randy, could you just, oh, uh, uh, say the line? No, oh, you just want me to say my testimonial? Yes, please. Okay. Um, well, uh, I have been in circular changes for, uh, 17 days now, and, um, I have already quit and then restarted smoking marbles four times, I have fallen in love three times, and I am on step two, working on step two, yeah, working real hard though, real hard on step two. I mean, I would recommend this place to anybody, it's pretty cool, pretty looking nurses, and the medications aren't so bad
0: neither changes two of our staff members are still sober but i remember uh years ago in a treatment facility they had uh you know insurance companies love uh groups uh called relapse prevention Mm, right and um and it's it's so we had a group where we would read the first two lines of uh (laughs) Uh, working with others, chapter, uh, in a round for 45 minutes. We would just read it over and over and over again. Practical experience shows nothing will so much ensure immunity. Wow. Drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. We read it over. We talk about it. We break down the sentence. We read those two sentences over and over again for 45 minutes. (laughs) Ten minutes later. So how do you avoid triggers?
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. But what do I do? All of them. All of them.
0: and almost none of them end up sponsoring. Them.
1: Right. Of course. So right.
0: that's, that's what I mean. It's like, it's like they're, you, you know, I was just like, we're going to make this a so simple, you know, first mm-hmm. of all, we'd say this treatment center is not affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholics Anonymous is not affiliated with anyone whatsoever. We don't want to even imply it. Mm-hmm. We're going to read this to you because of a moral obligation we feel to expose you to this, But blah, 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 This is what the text says. This is gonna, History about it and stuff like that. And then we read that over. And it's two short sentences. Yeah. 45 minutes, not landing. Right. And
2: like, if so something like that, that's not landing. Yeah. The 10 step promises, it's like, it's right, like, right. <laughs> yeah, like, um, I'm, I'm, sp- I like, it would be like if I was trying to speak with wolves. I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand right. your mystical ways, wolf man. You know, I'm just wolf. like, I don't, I don't speak wolf. Like, it, it's just a different, you know, or whales or whatever. I don't get your whale song.
0: Right. I mean, we read nothing will so much guarantee protection from drinking as comprehensive work with other alcoholics. It will guarantee protection from drinking. It would start by, do you guys, do you want to stay, are you here because you want to stay
1: So mm-hmm. Hands go up. Nothing. Like, will quick so- question though. Um, what do you think about ant <laughs> abuse? Right. I mean, that's it, you know, that's just, and I get it.
0: I mean, I, I've shared with both of you guys. I think the first time I remember listening at a meeting, I was listening so hard to a guy who spoke for 45 minutes. I was just the most present I've ever been in my whole life at that moment. And I remember one sentence that he said, and it had nothing to do with anything. It was a stupid sentence unrelated to recovery.
1: Right. So I don't know. I've been, uh, I've been. This idea has been popping up in my head lately of like, well, a while ago, I had the idea of like, am I being the most effective by going to treatment centers and, and asking to put all their patients in a room and let me talk to, you know what I mean? Like, is that effective or should I be going in and saying, I don't want to talk to all of them. I want to talk to the one you think is the most fucked, right? Like I would give me that guy, right you know, like, like they did back in the day. And now lately I've been thinking, I don't even want to bring a book around people because I almost feel like the book is somehow, I don't know. It's like, then they feel like they have to read the book and then there's all this information they don't really need yet. And so I'm like, maybe I should take people through the steps and never show them a book. You just take them through my experience. I don't need the book. I personally, I don't need the book to work the steps. I mean, there's some references, but I could make those references without the book. And I know we got to wrap this up soon, but this is just something that I've been thinking about. Like, Maybe I... Because I've just been having some frustrating experiences. I mean, I'm always having frustrating experiences with (laughs) sponsees. But I'm like... A few lately where I'm like, I really thought we were there. Mm -hmm. You know? And then it's just something happens. And I'm like... I don't know. Maybe the book is... Because then they get super into the book. And they're like... They're at their treatment center. And they're like leading these book studies and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, this you don't need all this yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fred, I
0: don't use the book anymore. I take my guys my guys, my babies, just kidding. <laughs> my pigeons.
1: The, do you need I to take, stop so they can all check in with you real quick?
0: <laughs> yeah, they have to check in with me, and then we go through the ACDC biography. <laughs> that That's how I take the guys to do the work. Today we're going to read about Power Ridge.
2: I mean, in fairness to, to the people you were talking about in the meeting where you'd go around on page 89 over and over, like is not even mentioned until '93, so I mean it's like, <laughs> in fairness, that was one of the things. You know, when when the uh, when the dude got up last night, it was you know, and I, I mean, I, I you know, I'm I think I think I have a perception of myself when I'm talking about this stuff that I don't come across very gentle. But everyone tells me that I do. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah.
2: Like when you I, don't. I don't mean like you in, don't. I don't mean in like meetings with you, dickheads. I mean like at right. treatment centers, you know, where I'm like really praying for the ability to just be helpful and you know whatever may stand in my way that be to be removed from me,
1: set aside everything you know about the treatment center. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm talking about stuff where I feel like, like in hindsight, I almost always feel like. Uh, Okay, well, you know, because you're talking about frustrating situations or whatever. Sometimes, I don't even know if I'd call it frustration, but it's something that I consider in prayer meditation sometimes, or in conversation with friends, where I'm just like, okay, am I coming across like too abrasive, but when I am in the moment... It doesn't feel like I am and I'm Mm -hmm. being jovial and everyone's laughing except for the angry dude shaking who doesn't want to hear about the solution and doesn't want to hear about any plan that seeks to shield an alcoholic from alcohol is doomed to failure. He doesn't want to hear that. He wants to hear that this time all those meetings will fix him, you know, like so I think that there is a certain point where it's like no matter how you say it, whether you're just like calmly still just talking about your experience and knowledge with the program, or you're being like you know, big book Bob and like shaking the book and you're like you know, screaming or whatever, no matter what, like if you're talking about something that somebody just does not it they they bristle with antagonism at it no matter what it's just like it's not going to resonate anyway right you know they mm-hmm. they don't want to hear it right
0: right i remember when i was new everybody was annoying right mm. right yeah absolutely i mean I, I, and i just think about that a lot i just i just think i'm going to try right now to the best of my ability to not be somebody i would have thought was annoying right and i i can't i'm I, i'm i'm positive i'm annoying Regularly, but that's what I think about because I just remember when I was new, and for a long time, every big book Bob I hated. It. He was such a dick. I hated. <laughs> right. I didn't want to be near him. Mm. And the people who were like, I mean, everybody annoyed me so much. Yeah. And it's, it was. It took so much for me to actually put myself in a position with somebody where I was actually capable of listening to what they had to say, because I was so um, closed minded and judgmental, and I would shut them down if they didn't. Look, I mean, I was just, I was, it was, it took a lot. Right. So I, I'm always like thinking um, about that. But you are very gentle in, in, uh, in your real um, delivering of the message, in, in my opinion. I think you're very, very gentle. I also don't think that anybody's really listening.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not really listening right now.
1: I'm listening. What were you, <laughs> were you talking I, just now? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Were you
0: setting aside everything you thought you knew about listening?
1: Yeah, honestly, I was trying to set aside. Excruciating. Honestly, all I can do is right now is I'm just trying to set aside. There's this person who keeps sending me half naked men into my Instagram. I am always like. And I'm just like trying to set aside those images from my mind. Not me. No, it's Honestly, not you. Like literally, I'm
2: I'm literally my, trying uh, to set aside my mic and my pop filter <laughs> so that you can see my face, so you don't feel so thrown off. And, and the fact that you haven't acknowledge, acknowledged it is something I'm having to set aside as well. What?
0: Oh, they, that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm sad. I'm having to set aside a lot right now. I call my sponsor. Um, love and tolerance is my code. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. perfection.
2: Yeah.
1: Right.
0: So you're Real at the quick, point. Though, bef- oh, I'm not funny today.
1: Sorry. No, I just wanted to know if you guys, since, you know, it's a holiday weekend, uh, what mocktails you're planning on making for the holiday. So you and
2: I got a whole other thing, right? <laughs> okay. So it's not mocktails. Mocktails are so fucking 2018. It's not even funny. Right. It's all about pharmaceuticals. Ooh. Phomaceuticals. Like we're talking about get some BC powder and put lines mm-hmm. of it, you know? If, hey, hey, Margaret, you got a headache? <laughs> Do a couple bumps of BC powder. <laughs> you, nice. You, got, you get some Mike and Ikes. They look like pills. Pop one in your mouth anytime you feel weird, right? Get all squarely wow. at the party. Wow. Hey, buds. Hey, buds. Like I'm that. sitting around sipping on some scissor. Nope. it's Kool-Aid. Just purple Kool-Aid. Dude, <laughs>
0: and they'll all think it's that so you're good. super
2: trashed, right? Dude, that is rad. See, that's mm-hmm. my issues. I have a thinking problem.
0: Yeah, you have a think. You're you're the problem, and you're you're the problem, and you're an alcoholic.
2: Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm an alcoholic, and John Barleycorn is my problem.
0: I have a mocktail. Shoot. I'm still. I'm sorry. I'm still living in 2018. 2018. Bro. How sad. I'm just. I try and live there, bro. <laughs> um. So I have a mocktail. Do you want to know what it's called? Yes. Mm-hmm. Coca Cola.
1: Hell yeah! Wow. Right. Uh, glass that. bottle or can or you don't care. Fountain. Shit. I don't care. All right.
2: You know what that reminds me of is uh I didn't even catch this when we were recording but me and Fred did a bonus episode recently um, where I asked him his favorite sparkling water and then during that answer he was like you know because of sobriety and because of a couple like uh, health issues and stuff that I'm not going to get into my, my options for beverages have been narrowed down to literally only you know sparkling water um, coffee uh, the occasional in- energy drink. And then every once in a while, I'll have a Mexican Coke. And so, and like every time I listen to it, I'm like, oh, so you mean every th- the stuff every other sober person drinks? <laughs> it's like, so this is going to sound weird, but I only drink energy drinks, sodas, sparkling water, and coffee. <laughs> Call me a freak. Call me a freak. <laughs> I drink bang. <laughs>
1: Actually, I can't drink that stuff. Is no, that I'm, stuff is the devil? That stuff is crazy. I
2: I actually like because I have kind of a caffeine aversion, like physically. And I like I'll look up every once in a while because I forget how much caffeine's in stuff, and I'll look it up and I'll be like, "What are the caffeine? What's the comparison?" And I realized last time I did that that like a diet soda, you know, it's twelve ounces, and it's telling me you know it's got like 40, 50 milligrams of caffeine or whatever, and then it says coffee has like ninety. And I'm like, okay. But then I noticed that it was, it's talking about a five-ounce cup of coffee. And I'm like, <laughs> I have never seen someone drink a five-ounce cup of coffee. It's like a 58-ounce thing of coffee always. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are going to die. What's happening here? Those are the people who the trolls on Instagram are talking about when they uh, when they troll one of my memes and say, Well, I guess you're not sober because you drink caffeine, huh? Yeah. (laughs) That's who you're talking about. 78 ounce coffee, that guy.
0: But haven't you had a lot of problems with the law because of your caffeine? Yeah, I mean Don't your family uh, hasn't your family left you because of your coffee? Totally. Like
2: here's right now, like this is a dark room and this just looks like a dark room to you guys, but to me, this is (laughs) This is where I I come to drink (laughs) caffeine.
1: (laughs) Away from my family. I'm gonna I'm gonna do everybody a, a real quick favor and and solve this problem of whether or not something is a relapse or not. I'm gonna it's a really easy test. You can just fucking run this right through it's Should I super say the simple set aside
2: prayer before you say this? Yeah, yeah,
1: because you need to have an open mind. Okay. <laughs> you need to take whatever substance you're worried about. Okay, depending on where you live, hop on a plane, fly to San Francisco, go to the Tenderloin District at two o'clock in the morning and attempt to sell it. Okay, and if somebody's buying it, it's a fucking relapse. And if they aren't buying it, it's not. And guess what? Nobody's buying your coffee or your fucking energy drinks, but they will absolutely pay you top dollar for your Suboxone. Right.
0: Yeah. That's
1: good.
2: True. That's fun. Very true. Though, in fairness, I have personally bought single cigarettes off the street in the TL.
1: Fair. Well, so I've also bought- maybe cigarettes are a relapse by your standards. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. also bought ibuprofen, but that was an accident. <laughs> 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 that was not intentional.
2: <laughs> um I think all in all the uh I I I, I b- firmly believe that the intent behind that prayer is Spiritually sound. I do disagree with some of the wording of the prayer, though, mainly the back half. You know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like like Clay said, it, you know, th- this whole thing is not to shit on that prayer or
0: people who use it. It's just that. Well, during this <clears throat> during this time, I wasn't really listening to you. I did write a new prayer. Oh, good. <clears throat> it's called the set aside the set aside prayer. No, it's called the set aside, <laughs> the set aside prayer, prayer, prayer.
2: Okay,
0: because this it. is about setting aside the set aside prayer, prayer, prayer. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it? So you're going to set aside the set aside. aside? Prayer.
2: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you're, you're setting set aside, aside the, the set aside the set aside
0: prayer. You're going to set aside the set aside prayer, prayer.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. With this other prayer, you're using. With this other prayer, you're going to disregard right. this.
0: Oh, okay. got it. So
2: instead of just doing the first prayer, it's not so much about the first prayer, it's about not
0: being about the second prayer. We can't go backwards, John. Okay, got you. It's, you have to, now that you've heard this prayer, you've got to set aside this prayer with a new prayer. Got it. Okay. Okay, Okay, so it's like your mind was wiped clean and then this messed it up and then you're going to wipe it clean again (laughs) with another prayer. Okay. Wow. All right. Because all this really helps keep you present. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the plot. I feel so present. (laughs) The more prayers you can recite about um, setting aside prayers, I think the more helpful you can be to the people around
1: you. Yeah. And, well, and the more your prayers can be about you. So mm-hmm. it's ultimately you're thinking more about you. Yeah. I mean, in the guise of like trying to be useful, but let's make it about me. I yeah. want to think about me more, even while praying.
2: How can right. I learn? How can I experience right. things? Yeah.
0: For right. sure. I'm gonna I'm I'm also coming up with the set aside, the set aside. I'll stop, but I'm coming up with a new one that's gonna eliminate the one I just worked on because I already don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> You and I'm also read, working you on. You
2: didn't read it, so I figured maybe you had a new no, idea suddenly.
0: It had a problem. It had a problem <laughs> right away. There was a line that wasn't about me in it. Oh, yeah, that's not going to work. That, that won't and, and, uh, But I'm also working on, seriously, a whole line of mocktails called Claymations. And um, <laughs> I think you guys are really going to enjoy it a yeah. lot. I'm going to put it on Instagram and for people to hate.
2: So, what, what are some of the flavors you're brainstorming?
0: So far, I have Coke and Diet Coke, but it's it's a think tank.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but have you have you considered uh, Fanta? Oh, Mm mm-hmm. Wait,
2: got himself a new VP of marketing there, Claymations. (laughs) What is
1: what is Coke? (laughs) Would you say something, friend? No. Something about Santa? Yeah, I love Christmas. Yeah. I know it's the best time. It's the best time of the year. (laughs) Uh, We interrupted
2: a lot. Would you like to close with the uh, what? What is Coke prayer?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll do that. Wait, before we go, I want to ask. I want to ask you two. That was a joke closing. Oh, okay, but uh, I do want to ask you two questions before we go. I'll just answer because I know what they're going to be.
0: Okay, go for it. it. My my nose is real. Okay. So the cheekbones are, I can get honest here, they're fake. <laughs> and if the Del Taco lawsuit comes through December, the caps will be faked.
2: Honestly, my, so, my respect for you during that was like, and then just a sharp down.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, set aside what you're thinking of.
1: So Taco Bell or Del Taco? Me? Yeah. He's Taco Bell.
0: They're different superpowers, to be honest. Mm -hmm. They both serve different purposes. I love them both equally for different reasons. Taco Bell is very special to me because it was the first thing in sobriety that I really assigned a new meaning to. And uh, really turned around because I had horrific memories of it um, while drinking. And and it's become very special to me for that reason. But I love them both.
1: I wish they would bring back the shredded chicken burrito. I wish they would bring back the, the green burrito. Oh, yeah. seven-layer burrito. Seven burrito. Come on, seven-layer burrito. Come on,
0: that's so 2018.
1: Dude. Okay, now you're right because I don't know that. May and I'll be I'll be honest. I know I I'm not a super fan of the. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a super fan of your podcast. So I haven't listened to literally every second of every single episode. I know you didn't know. hear it yesterday. I gotta I'm go. Sorry, really. I know. I gotta go. So I want to know has his
2: he... uh, photo shoot with stick <laughs> Weekly or whatever. It was. That's it. Yes. <laughs> That's it.
0: That's it.
1: Fuck Have you ever answered the? You're going into the drugstore with twenty dollars. No.
0: no one's okay, ever asked. so
1: I want to know what the answer is to that question.
0: Um, let me think about that. What is it? You have After? ten minutes and twenty dollars, and twenty bucks, and, 20 CVS, and you're going
1: into like right? CVS or Walgreens or whatever.
0: I'm probably gonna um, buy a puzzle for how many pieces uh, the smallest amount of pieces possible for, it'll, it'll be for uh, for a small child uh, uh yeah four just four <laughs> pieces katrina, katrina's kids <laughs> uh, a friend of mine named katrina uh her son and i do puzzles cool and i would um what would i get that's a good question it's <laughs> yeah, your fucking question I, I, I don't even know the answer to that To be honest I don't. A Coke? Are you going to get a Coke? No,
2: <laughs> some, no. some disappointing chocolate
0: uh, I would I mean I will get an Abba Zabba That I would just sit on my shelf for three months Because I can't eat them anymore but I love them
2: Great graphic design I, lo- I love the packaging The Abba Zabba. Yeah.
0: I mean that's really. It's really. I don't even know the answer. I would. I don't know what. I don't know what I would get. I'm sorry. I wish I had a really good answer, but I don't.
2: I, w- I wish I had uh, literally. That's why asked I never that of a hundred people.
1: I'm just. I'm just glad Katrina got a shout out on our podcast.
0: Yeah, mean something.
1: <laughs> At least I brought something to this table today. Just... Listen, we, the audience only had to wait an hour. Yeah, I know,
0: but you know, <laughs> you can edit. I would leave with that leave with that amazing leave with my amazing response to that question (laughs) which is just riveting insightful and hysterical I don't know what i get a puzzle (laughs) for a kid Um, I would get um, would you get a coat? No (laughs) Um, you fucking idiot I would look at the magazines you know what I would do honestly if I had 20 bucks to spend in there I'd go look at the CDs there and I would look at them they do at my drugstore, and I'd look at them, and then halfway through, I'd be like, "I don't listen to CDs anymore." I already walked away. Melissa Etheridge CDs, and then I would go over to the magazines, and I'd be like, "Do they have any specialty magazines that I might buy?" You know, sometimes they put out like a music one that I'm interested in, or something. Guns, 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 you know, Monthly. Yeah, and then I'll go over hmm. to the clothes section. You know, and I'll get like a Rite Aid polo shirt. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah, I think you're describing a department store. <laughs> here's here's the thing. My my covers were really pulled by this question because I would actually leave with something very sad. It'd be like toilet paper
1: and pistachios.
2: Mm-hmm. Pistachios nobody, nobody that, that might be the whole $20 pistachios.
1: Mm.
0: The $8.99. Mm-hmm.
1: I was in a in a, a CVS or no, it was a Walgreens yesterday in West Virginia, and it was a department store. Yeah. It had Literally, ever. I mean, it had a full liquor store in it. It had, because uh, in California, like they don't have in Walgreens, you can't sell tobacco or alcohol anymore because it's supposed to be a pharmacy. It's supposed to be a health store, you know. Yeah. And uh, but stupid. they had, they had a department like they had. You could buy clothes. I'm pretty sure the only thing you couldn't buy was guns and ammo. But <laughs> thankfully, in the strip mall next door, there was at least two places that were selling those things.
2: Do you remember when they opened that Walgreens in Union Square? San Francisco mm-hmm. like right by the trolley Turnaround and yeah. it was like Two it was like two floors mm-hmm. And uh, like it, it was It was literally it was It was a mall it was like yes. a small Mall but it was just I a Walgreens There was like a food court it. like there's a Food court in this Walgreens like The it. fact that that exists in San Francisco was the weird thing it's Like I used to stop LA, there all the time. I could see
1: This yeah <laughs> they had really Good uh, they had really good breakfast options <laughs> On your on your way to. uh Hey, babe, do uh, you want to have breakfast?
0: Yeah, I'd love to. I'm go to Walgreens. <laughs> I just I'm gonna get you some eggs from Walgreens. Yeah, exactly, some microwaved eggs. Is it good? Is that sandwich? Is it warm enough? <laughs> I can
1: go throw it back in for another. 30 I can go seconds. throw it back in <laughs> for a second, babe. I love you. I'll do that for you.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh. So great. Anything that you would like to leave our listeners with?
1: Um.
0: No, I don't want to leave him with anything.
2: Great, because they should
0: set all of it aside anyway. They've probably turned this off a long time ago. <laughs> they were like, "Fuck him!" I knew I hated him. I thought I might like him, and I still hate him. Well, they don't, they like don't, have, they don't have
2: the full effect of seeing you.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk about that. No, we could talk. <laughs> no. no, and we're I'm out not of time. Talk about that. We're out of time, suddenly. We're out of time. If you're going to talk about how handsome you are. No, Right.
1: Yeah, we're done. Any upcoming photo shoots you want to plug? Yeah. I am going to
0: be on the cover of
1: Fuckstick. (laughs) Dick. And
0: it's just really handsome men that that really turn people on. Make everyone question what they identify as. Awesome. Everyone? Everyone. Cool. And everyone. That's my kind of magazine. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you set aside everything you think you know about whether or not you're gay or not. Yeah. I haven't made Fred laugh one time today. Are you okay? <laughs> Is it me? Am I not funny or are you okay? Are I'm you good. hurting?
1: I mean, maybe we, we can okay? talk about are, it off air.
0: Are we okay? This has been a podcast greater than yourself.
2: podcast, Greater Than Yourself, was created by Recovered Alcoholics. All involved in the creation of this podcast are active members of Alcoholics Anonymous who wish to carry the message of our own recovery to those who still suffer. We do not claim to represent Alcoholics Anonymous. All comments are from our own experiences as alcoholics who have recovered by following the directions for the 12 steps found in the book, Alcoholics Anonymous. Thanks for listening.